everyone. This is Triple Play Fantasy. We are talking about divisional previews, the NFC North, and we will be covering you for fantasy football. my internet cuts out right there in the middle of the intro video so i hope you all can hear me because everybody looks frozen but joe's laughing now so we're good we're back (laughs) (laughs) gotta love it so thank you all for tuning in this is triple a fantasy this i'm not gonna lie it is weird i i am your host but the normal back in the day host and back in the day i mean like three months ago was our man david here he's now just guesting with us because he's excited to welcome his his first it's a baby girl right Yes. First girl in the world. Very exciting. So he, he's got baseball in the mind, but we brought him in for football. A little pitch relief there. Uh, there you go. Slide it in a baseball joke. So we got <laughs> David, we got Joe, and we got Doc. We're covering the NFC North. We've already covered NFC East, NFC South, and now we're just moving across the country. So if you miss those episodes, go back, check our YouTube channel. Uh, make sure you hit the like and subscribe, all that fun stuff. But, I mean, David, we got to go to you first. Talk about the Vikings. So what do you got for us? Man, those Minnesota Vikings. I feel like the hot name, I mean, we could talk about Justin Jefferson. I think most people have him as the wide receiver one, obviously. And you could say even the consensus 1.01 in Dynasty and Redraft, wherever you name it, Justin Jefferson's the guy. Uh, he's good at football. So I don't think we have to spend too much time on Justin Jefferson. I think the most interesting name for this team right now going into the redraft this year is Alexander Madison. Uh, some people like him. Some people don't like him. Where he's going at ADP obviously depends on the site that you're looking at. The thing, and I'm gonna open up to you guys too, because I do not like Alexander Madison. I am a big anti-Alexander Madison guy. Uh, you know, he's not an explosive runner. He only has uh, 10, 20 plus yard runs in his career, uh, which you're like, oh well, he's you know been a backup most of his career. But that's he has over 400 career carries. So to only have 10, 20 or more yard runs on 404 carries, I think says a lot. A career uh, 4.1 yards per carry runner. That's okay. Um, only has one 40-plus yard run, so really one uh, breakaway run to his name. Uh, I just don't think he's explosive. I think he's somebody that came in a relief role after Dalvin Cook kind of wore down the defense and kind of benefited in those situations. And I think he'll be exposed this year, especially on a team last year that had the third highest amount of percentage of passing plays. The Vikings averaged just under 65%. Uh, percentage of pass plays, which was third in the NFL. I don't see that changing right now, especially adding Jordan Addison in the mix. I'm really anti Alexander Madison this season. Yeah, no, I agree. I think he's going to get. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not mad at August. <laughs> There's the delay. There's the delay. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not even <laughs> like a huge Alexander Madison. I'm not a huge Alexander Madison fan. I was when you knew what his situation was in dynasty, that you knew he was eventually going to become the starter. So you knew you Mm -hmm. had an asset to trade later on, but now I feel like he's hit his ceiling and we've said it Mm -hmm. every week. Like you got to treat it like a stock. I can't see him going higher than where he is now. He's not going to take the league over in any sense. They have three wide receiver sets all the time. They love playing 11. They have a great tight end. 
I'm just I'm 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 cooling off on Alexander Madison. When everybody thought the Alvin Cook were staying, that's when I was getting them in best ball and everywhere else. Now I'm cooling off. I'll let everybody else go for him. He's not only... this comment. Why why are we here already? <laughs> he has he has limited receiving upside too. 15 receptions last year. It's interesting. Now all of the prop lines are out on the sports books, and his rushing line on DraftKings is nine hundred and a half rushing yards. I assume you all feel comfortable with the under on that. I'll take that. Yes. Yeah. I was I was really contemplating betting it, but I wanted to hear your guys' <laughs> thoughts before I put my money on it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm all for that. I'm all for that under, and I'm a big fan of how Ty Chandler can catch the ball and how mm-hmm. Dwayne McBride can run. So I just feel like they're going to use them all. I mean, like, and I know I'm going to bring up the Eagles because it's my team, but they've kind of showed that you don't need just one guy, really. You can have a couple other people come in. When you can have weeks of Boston Scott and Gainwell and everything like that, why only use one? You don't have to anymore. Unless you have a Saquon Barkley-type player, you just don't have to. Remember two years ago when everybody thought Madison would be the guy when Dalvin Cook went down with like a shoulder injury and Mike mm-hmm. Boone got the majority of carries? Oh, that's a name, Mike Boone. Yeah, mm, yeah. I, yeah. I will Mike say Boone. <laughs> the uh, the other player I feel like I should bring up Jordan Addison, who Joe's guy. What? <laughs> that, is that your guy, Joe? Guy. I, I will say like him, him and then I love him. I can't. That is like Joe's guy. Like I just the Philly <laughs> Jordan Addison with the Philly accent in there. That's his guy. I just, listen, man, the dude can break routes like no other. Like, I didn't like him at first because I thought he was slow. But now he's paired off next to Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson. They're go- he's going to have easy coverage, and the man can run a route tree. So now I love him. So, yeah, Jordan Addison, all for him. And Adam Thielen had a 17% target share last year. So, I mean, Addison in year one, why can't he get – something similar to that, which in a rookie season is not bad. Obviously that could go up depending on, you know, what happens with KJ Osborne, you know, see what TJ Hawkinson does in his first full season in Minnesota, but Addison's an electric rookie. So I think uh, he could be a really good compliment to Justin Jefferson. Obviously I'm not saying he's necessarily going to be in this class, but we look at like the Devonta Smith, the T Higgins, uh, these type of guys that are like really good wide receiver twos on their team. Uh, I feel like he has that's his ceiling kind of on this team is to, you know, he's never going to be the alpha, but hey, man, he's a really, really good number two wide receiver. I think that could be in his range of outcomes. So he doesn't have a higher ceiling than Justin Jefferson. No. Uh, hot take, no. <laughs> yeah. the, the guy on the Vikings that I'm out on ADP is, is Hawkinson, honestly. I think okay. he's getting Same. way overvalued. Yeah. That, yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. Same. I mean, what, what do you have? One top five? finish technically like he had good weeks but he had one top five during all that i think it was i, like I don't know week. i'm not i'm not reaching for that i'll have to look it up right now i think it was the fantasy football semifinals where he went i think it was week off. 16 yeah, yeah and, it's, that, and that that's part of it is recency bias yeah so yeah. week 16 13 catches on 16 targets for 109 yards and two touchdowns and then 12 targets the following week i mean i will say in his time with minnesota more than five targets in every single game, and he had less than seven targets in two games. But at the same time, Adam Thielen was out there with a walker. So, like, what, what are you gonna what are you gonna do? Throw it to him? Like, you have Justin I mean, I, I do, I do him. think there, I do think there is a middle ground. T.J. Hawkinson being tight end three with an ADP of thirty nine, according to Fantasy Pros. That's that's too rich. But that's like, my if he problem. Would drop some, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
Cool. So we got a couple questions um, from the chat. So we got Madison or P Ryan. Madison. Madison, I think. I'll take I will go later. P, yeah, I'll go P Ryan for ADP. But straight what, up, how, what is Madison. their ADP difference actually? Oh, I, I thought we meant your your. I assume with these questions, it's like they're both on the clock. Well, let's see. P Ryan is RB thirty seven, according yeah. to Fantasy Pros, and Alexander Madison's RB twenty nine. I mean, I would take. Yeah, I would take P Ryan. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the 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 discount if we're if we're looking at the ADP difference. Yeah, and and that's mm-hmm. a big guy. Sean Payton obviously makes running backs like better for fantasy. Yeah. So he could catch the ball. He could pass block, which is important to get him in there. So as long as he's on the field, that actually matters. I'll take it. Oh, this next uh, question, I feel it's a simple one. I, I, I feel like KJ Osborne. I, I gotta go KJ Osborne. I feel like he's uh, well liked there. I oh, I'm going. Season, I gotta go, Addison. Such Addison, man. Yeah, get me on that KJ Joe Pepe train, man. Yeah, yeah KJ y'all don't, y'all don't. Osborne was so well liked that they went out in the first round and got a wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, and, and is is uh, is Jordan Addison saving people's lives or is KJ Osborne saving people? That, that winning you fantasy leagues or not, Eric? I, I don't know. Jordan Addison hasn't played. Why do you think the Vikings kept Kyle Rudolph? <laughs> you want to so bet long? this? Do you want to make was, a bet? He was the community. Ooh. Uh, like a award winner or something like that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't oh my, do you anything. sound you sound like the Cowboys fans who are like Dak Prescott walked away. Whoa. Why do you think they, the why do you think they kept like, Kyle Rudolph that. so long? They liked yeah, Kyle Rudolph fine. because he was a good member to the community, and so is KJ Osborne. Yeah, so am I. I'm not getting on a fucking a football team. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you were a mascot, so wait, you're wait. like a step removed from that. So, Eric, are we betting this? Or not? Are we betting this or not? Nah? I mean, no, I don't feel that kind. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say you're gonna look silly <laughs> well, like weeks. Well, then with that, we're gonna move on if you're not gonna bet it. So, can anyone dethrone Justin Jefferson this year? I Jamar would have to Chase. probably go with Cooper Cup. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm yeah. low on Cup. I'm low. Cooper on Cup. Cup did it last year. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Tyree Kill if he ends up having one of those crazy explosive 50 yard touchdowns like every other game, but not there's not a big list. Yeah, uh, I mean, last one. <laughs> I I would say. It's either Chase or Cup, right? That's probably the only two candidates. Yeah, yeah. that would be the most likely. But I love Jefferson still. Yeah. Um, and then our last one from NBA Rig. He's all in on Hawkinson. I, I don't feel this at all, but he would. He wants to bet a 75% chance of him being king of tight ends 2023. Travis Kelsey is still in the league. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rick, I, Rick always gives good hot takes, and I like it. He always uh, gives good takes, but I can't doubt Travis Kelsey. Yeah. yeah. Not doing it. Nope. All so, right. So uh, we'll move. Who, who's, yeah. who's talking about the Packers? Because this is a good question. I, I have the Packers. I was going to save that one for when we got there. I, <laughs> I kept them. <laughs> I, I kept them. But we're, we're going to move to the Lions real quick for Joe. Um, oh, boy. This is a fun a fun team. Yeah, I listen, I, I like the hype around the Lions, and I like that they're better. They're not a 2-3 win team. But I'm not as high as everybody else is on them because I do think there's still gaps and holes for the team. Now, but for fantasy, that's a different story. Like, we got Jared Goff, who I'm not rushing to get. We're going ninth, 10th round, in my opinion, for him there. But I'll take him over, like, Aaron Rodgers right now. I like Ooh. the weapons that he has there. Yeah, I'm not as big on Aaron Rodgers with the Jets, and I'm sure we'll get there when we get there type thing. But I'll take him over Russell Wilson. I'm not hopping back on that train. And then Derek Carr, right. if – Oh, God. If Derek Carr doesn't have Michael Thomas on top of it, then all he really has is Chris Olave. So I'll take Jared Goff over all three of those players. I don't know how you guys feel. I threw three names out there. 
go ahead, discuss on who you would rather have if you rather well, have the Jared only Goff thing, over them. The only thing I feel about the Lions is their defense got so improved that I don't know if they'll necessarily be falling behind and game script being favorable for them to throw as much as they did last year. Yeah, it's it's a it's going to be a bit of a problem. I just don't think they're that improved. I think the names are nice. I feel like they're better. Obviously, that's a given. But I don't know if they're going to be like a close to the top ten in any sense. They might be like a middle of the pack, and for middle of the pack, I'll take that. Especially when like I'm not real worried about the Bears. I'm not real worried about the Packers. There's four games there. The Vikings are going to be games where points get thrown on the board too. So. I, and then they get the Chiefs, and then they get the Cowboys at the end of the season, right in the playoffs for you. So that's going to be a high-scoring game, I feel mm-hmm. like. So I'm a big fan of Jared Goff. I'm a big fan. Well, actually, let's go from big fan to who I actually don't like, and it's Jamar Gibbs. So I'm curious what everybody Ooh, thinks. I'm going really? to let you all discuss it. right now. Give me yeah. all the Jamar Gibbs. Look, right. it's not that I don't like him. It's that he's getting drafted so much higher than David Montgomery. Yeah, And you could say, well, there you go. There's the answer to that question on the bottom right there. <laughs> because Jameer Gibbs could get three catches for 40 yards, and I could get a five-yard touchdown run from David Montgomery and have pretty much the same exact thing and not need three catches for 40 yards on a drive. Like, it's it's almost the same situation again. We're back to Swift and Jamal Williams. And what happened? Every time they went inside, they went to the bigger guy. And they it is kind of crazy. Reason. They cleaned out their running back room. Yeah. And they brought the same situation right back. They though. did. Like that they is actually crazy to think about that they cleared yeah. their running backs, and on paper it looks the exact same as last year. They just got younger. Which what's wrong with that? Okay, and I'm not I'm not mad at that. And I Gibbs has talent, but he is a smaller guy, and David Montgomery is not a small guy. They literally have situations set up. We've seen this last year. I'm not saying he's going to score 17, 18, 20 touchdowns. Nothing crazy. But he is going to get the first looks inside the 20, definitely inside the five. And I'd rather have the guy that's going to score touchdowns at the later ADP. Is it a, a must if you draft Jameer Gibbs to go get David Montgomery? Ooh, that's no, I don't know if I could do because that's pretty high ADP for both in that situation. I think I'm just that's an either or for me. For okay, me uh, that, I, would, I, I would do I would do a best ball for that, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't it, do it in redraft. Is he reading my notes? Like, because <laughs> that's the dude I'm hyping up. Like, I, I feel like Toby is here. He's read my notes because my guy is Marvin Jones. Like, am I the only one on this train? Jamo Williams is out for six days, six games. We have Sam Laporta, who's a rookie tight end. Like, we have a rookie running back who might be great, might not be great, might not be big enough. Like, He's got to do something. He's got to have that big pop play. Like in best ball, he's 209 in underdog right now. And I've been getting him every single time with my last pick because why not? Or the sun god can just get 15 targets a game. Probably, yeah. yeah. I, at some point, they got to cover him a little bit more, I feel like. <laughs> at some point, he's got to get covered up. And there's, they got to put the ball somewhere else. And for the first six games, at least Marvin Jones has – has a reason to be alive for this team. So for DFS, for underdog, for DraftKings, stuff like that, Marvin Jones will always be on my radar at least to start the season. They're going to be a random four touchdown day he has. Yes, they play the and, I will, and the he will be on my bench. Yeah, and he'll <laughs> be on my bench probably for that game. But <laughs> <laughs> That's why you need him in best ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Best ball is everything. And then, you know, we're talking rookies for this team, which they have a decent amount of them that are, like, you know, important – 
But I'd rather go for Sam Laporta late and hope he's going to be the two in the offense while J-Mo's gone than Jameer Gibbs so high up when I can get David Montgomery late. So I'd rather have Sam Laporta out of the two because I'm going to go late on tight end anyway. So my last two picks will probably be a tight end, and one of them will be Sam Laporta, and I'll be happy with that. All right. Well, you mentioned best ball, so we got to throw up real quick. Underdog Fantasy, use promo code TRIPLE. They'll match your deposit up to $100, so that's free money. You got the best ball Mania 4 right now. It's 25 bucks a game, so we just got you four games for that to try to win $3 million. And we also have the Scott Fishbowl satellite going on right now. You can max enter that 150 times, $5 a game, and it all goes to Fantasy Cares. And the top 250 at the end of the season automatically get into Scott Fishbowl 14. So, I mean, you can't talk about an easier way where you get to raise money for charity and you get into Scott Fishbowl 14 um, without even sweating it. So definitely check out Underdog Fantasy and make sure you use code TRIPLE, T-R-I-P-L-E. All right, and with that, we're going to move on to the, uh, let's see, the Packers, which has been a lot of fun comments going on about the Packers. So I'll Hmm. keep it quick. We'll get to the comments. The QB situation is very simple. It's... um, it's just Jordan Love. That's all. He's the only <laughs> one there. Uh, he's a clear starter. I want nothing to do with him if we're talking in a one QB league for redraft. Um, no, thank you. Uh, sleeper uh, is Romeo Dobbs for me, but of course he just got hyped up literally today. Uh, but mm-hmm. he was the wide receiver. He's wide receiver 58 right now. Pick 125. You can't get much more sleepers than that. I know someone mentioned a comment in here. Let me pull it up. Let's see. Down on the farm asking, is it a smoke screen? I don't think it is a smoke screen. I'm sure it is legit. Um, yeah, and I definitely do favor him over Reed, especially the first half of the season. I feel like rookie wide receivers definitely seem to, for the most part, hit their stride in the second half of the season. Um, best case scenario, so I do prefer do- uh, Dobbs over um, Reed, but yeah, um, uh, I don't think it's a smoke screen. The overvalued player is the one who's not higher than the ceiling is Christian Watson, wide receiver 21 right now, pick 39. Um, no, thank you. I don't know if you guys were looking at any of his stats from last year. He had like maybe we'll call it four good games. Uh, he could have had a good week one if he didn't drop a 75-yard bomb on the first mm-hmm. his first uh, target in the NFL. Um, he's very boomer bust for me. Is he a dynamic athlete? 100%. Um, but we don't know how good Jordan Love is. We have no idea what that offense is going to be like now that Aaron Rodgers is in there. I'm not touching him as wide receiver 21. Um, it's really all about the ADP for me. That is high. Let me ask you guys a question. Yep. If you don't have any Green Bay Packers this season, are you going to regret it? Like that's Probably one of those things I feel like Aaron Jones does well. I'll be like, okay, but Christian Watson is a, a good wide receiver. I'd be like, I'm okay. I'm glad I, I missed that. I, I don't feel bad that I didn't take a shot. Like there, I don't have any regrets if I don't take a Packer. There's I'd like to. No. I'd like to get Jordan Love in one league, but I don't want to overdraft him. Yeah, I, I don't even know if I'm touching him. Like, I like A.J. Dillon because of how he came on at the end of the season last year, and they were using him a lot inside the 20 for that. But I really – I'm not feeling anything. And with the Christian Watson thing, like, he's closer to being Chase Claypool than he'll ever be Justin Jefferson. <laughs> like, I think a lot of people are forgetting how Chase Claypool blew up for a couple games in his rookie season, had a lot of touchdowns. They're like, oh, my God, this big guy, you know, what are we calling him, Mapletron or whatever, and then he's done nothing. Christian Watson's on that teetering board. It's possible. So I'm, I'm good. Like, I have the Packers going under. I think it was seven and a half when I bet it. So I'm not really feeling Wait, you told me you had the Packers under nine and a half. I, if you I, got it I under seven the, and a half. 
Under seven and a half. I have the Packers under. I have like the same bet like five different times throughout the summer summer so far because it keeps moving. The last, the nine and a half was March. That's when I had them. That's a good bet. That's a good bet, Joe. That's a good bet. And then seven and a half was like the last week. And I just have just, I have nothing I want from the Packers. So I'll stay away from that team. Draft players from good teams. That's kind of the rule. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of good teams, we're going to talk about worst teams real quick. Toby wants to know who has the worst fantasy assets, the Packers or the Cardinals? Cardinals. 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 There's literally (laughs) a whole faction of Twitter saying start Clayton Toon. If that's an option, I want nothing. We're talking about how Trey McBride is a deep Uh, There is one player on that team I will roster. James Conner. No, uh, Greg Dork. Always. Greg Dork. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. He'd be, he'd be invited to like be there for the birth of your kid after all that. That's I what I he would get to choose your middle name if he was there. <laughs> David, David, Greg Dorch and Sky Moore, you can pick one. Oh, that's the hard man. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, they both won you twelve bands. I know. Um, I feel like Greg Dorch because the first one was more special. The second one didn't even I, matter. I, mean, I wish I could say that. The yeah. first time I won twelve thousand dollars was more. That, that's that's the crazy <laughs> thing is we're talking about multiple times within three months of David. I, I can't wait till NFL wild. season comes back around, man. Betting has been like more up and down in the other sports. <laughs> I need football to come back. <laughs> that was a wild. That night. was a wild time. Mm-hmm. Wild time for him, man. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, I'm just waiting for you to be up in the middle of the night, just trying to chase these lines and, and make these crazy bets when you're sleep deprived and you're like, I don't know what, what went wrong. I was betting Dorch every week and I couldn't, I couldn't catch it again. <laughs> I'm just mad he ignored my DMs, but I said, I'll try and get him on the pod for your birthday. Yeah. yeah thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we got to tag him on the show. Shout out Greg Dorch. All right. <laughs> <For the MC Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll finish it up with the, um, I mean, I guess there's some excitement, but I mean, I don't know how excited we are for the, the Chicago Bears, Doc, how are we feeling? So I think it's interesting. Justin Fields uh, is going as QB6 and ADP of 43. Last year, he didn't have any games with 30-plus passing attempts, and he had 25 or less in 13 out of the 15 games that he played. And I think we're going to see the, probably the best statistical passing year, but probably the worst statistical rushing year. There's no way he repeats 1,143 rushing, rushing yards. He also had 16 fumbles which I think gets swept under the rug a lot. Mm-hmm. That rushing upside care. But they've given him the best weapons. I mean, right now the QBs going above him from fantasy pros. We have Mahomes. We have Josh Allen. We have Hertz. We have Burrow. We have Lamar Jackson. Or, uh, Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields at six. Going before Herbert. I mean, where do you guys feel comfortable taking him? Keep going. Not before <laughs> Herbert. Yeah, not before Herbert. That's for sure. I'd rather have Other, Herbert out of the two. Yeah. Yeah, I think seven, I think QB seven is his floor. I know some people have him in their top five. Yeah, give me give me the three players after Herbert. Okay. So after Herbert, we have Deshaun Watson or Trevor Lawrence at eight, Watson at nine, Dak at ten. I I put him above Dak and I'd have a question with Watson, but that's just because there's a rushing upside to it, and I'm a he sucker had- for that. He had seven straight finishes in the top eight, back-to-back 40-plus weeks, and you don't see that that ceiling very often of a QB that can get you back-to-back 40-plus games, which is why I think he's ranked where he is. He'll be a really interesting guy to judge. Um, a guy that I'm not going to touch is Deonta Foreman. 
running back 43 and ADP of 120. Um, mm -hmm. He signed a one-year $2 million contract, but only 940000 is guaranteed. He has res limited receiving upside, 23 catches in his career. Uh, last year, I don't think he would have been healthy the entire season if he wasn't used sparingly the first five games where he had 12 carries. And there's going to be competition between him, Roshan Johnson, who Z2 mentions. I love Roshan uh, Johnson. Khalil Herbert. Yeah. And Justin Fields is probably going to get some carries. I Roshan Johnson, I think, is pretty out there as a rookie. Um, I, I think when they took him in the third round, that was kind of a given. But I like Tyler Scott as, um, as a sleeper. I think we don't know what we're getting out of Claypool. DJ Moore is established, but I think is going to be that good intermediate route runner. We'll probably take some of the defense away. But he's a vertical threat, a 4-3-9. I read they might use him in some jet sweeps. Uh, Justin Fields loves him. And if Darnell Mooney isn't healthy, like he could be that deep threat from there. So that's a guy I'm keeping on, an eye on. And I also really like Cole Komet as a sleeper. I think when we look at it, Zach, why are you shaking your Zach, tell me why you don't like him. And I don't like him either. I don't like him either. All right, all right, all right. Tell me why you guys both don't like him, and I'll tell you why I like him. It's the passing game. There's just not enough targets to go around. He, he I, there's just so many more upside tight ends that would take over. Yeah, that. Eric. So Chicago had a 43.8 percent uh, passing rate last year. I remember JJ Zacharyson said that was the lowest passing rate in the last 20 years. So let's say even it ups a little bit. Uh, DJ Moore is probably going to have a 25 to 30 percent target share. Justin Fields is going to run a lot. Obviously, you have. Uh, a bunch of running backs that they're going to cycle in as well. I mean, what's his best case in terms of target share percentage and the amount of targets he's going to get? Okay, so last year, Justin Fields had seven games with 10 or more rushes. I bet that goes down. So I think the passing volume goes up from last year. I think when you look at Cole Komet's uh, 2022 season, it's really kind of weighed down by the first two games where he had one target each game. But I'm looking at compared to ADP. So he had 69 targets for the season. If you look past nice. the first two weeks, yeah, not, good job, Zach. He had 67 <laughs> the rest of the year. David Njoku had 74. David Njoku is going tight end at pick 106. Cole Komet is going tight end 13, pick 125. Cole Komet had five-plus targets in his last seven <clears throat> out of nine games. Um, and he's 6'6", 280, or 6'6", 260. So – I think that's a good red zone target. Right but what was? But they didn't have DJ Moore last year. Their number one wide receiver was either uh, that points Chase Claypool. So, so it I, was Darnell Mooney. Like so DJ Moore is going to demand uh, at least a twenty five percent target so share. Here, which here's is, my thing: when you bring in a wide receiver, it can go one out of two ways. It can go you force feed them the ball, mm -hmm. or they are now the focal point of the defense. And coaches like Bill Belichick say, "All right, we're going to take DJ Moore away." and let somebody else beat us. But those are only specific coaches that know how to scheme like that, and even doesn't always work that way either. Like, But I don't think it's a Justin given. Justin Jefferson is schemed against every single week, and Justin Jefferson gets open. Okay, Travis look Kelsey at, is okay, schemed oh, for oh, every oh, single oh, wait, week. Wait, wait, wait. Perfect, perfect example with Justin Jefferson. Hold on. Let, let's Justin Jefferson, what did he do week one to the Packers? Oh, he had one bad week? Oh, no, I'm saying, what did he do he week He almost one? set the NFL receiving record? What did he do week one? And what did he do in the fantasy football finals? I'm saying that's because weeks. they schemed for him differently. You can <laughs> neutralize a good player if that is the MO of the defense. They might scheme to take DJ Moore away. Eric, there is no doubt that Cole Komet is a good football player, but he is not a good fantasy asset this year. I, I think I would take him at tight end 13. 
I will give you tight end 13. That is saying that's your backup tight end. (laughs) Why is that like, why is that something we're arguing for right now? (laughs) Because he could finish higher than tight end 13. And if you don't have a top option, it's basically. What number do you want, Doc? This is tight end 13. (laughs) What what number do you want, Doc? Okay. I'll make a cool commit bet. uh, I guarantee you he finishes within the top 11. Done. Done. Okay. Done. But but if you don't commit. If you don't get a top tight end, it's basically touchdown or bust, right? But he is a score he, touchdown. He's right either. there. He is right <laughs> there. And depending on how their schedule starts, and I don't have that in front of me, he's one of them tight ends at the end of my draft where I'm like, okay, what's their first four weeks like? Is the teams that are really bad against the tight end? Do I have a possibility of a touchdown? But I'm still gonna go on Zach's side let, for this bet because like let, let me, he let had me, one catch and beat your Niners and you know yeah let me let me let me ask you guys which of these tight right ends in. would you take? <laughs> he would didn't you, even get notice. <laughs> would would you take Cole Komet or would you take David and Joku? And Joku and Joku. Okay. Yeah. Would you take Cole Komet or Dalton Schultz? Dalton Schultz. Still, Schultz. I like. I'm a Dalton Schultz guy, so that was yeah. Okay. I mean, I I'm putting Cole Komet right in that category. You're by yourself, my friend. It's a very lonely island over there. I mean, here's my thing. I just want a perfect Sunday. I want a perfect. I'm just saying he could be tight at, finish within a top ten tight end finish. And well, you said eleven, you got, so you're okay, okay, go go going top ten. So, yeah. so now, no, so I'll now you're getting 11. better. You're getting better value than you drafted him for. You're gonna. Need I, him I'd rather have like a Gerald Everett than Cole Komet. Let me ask you this like, question, Eric. Chig, Aconquo, or oh, uh, Cole Komet? Oh, Cole Komet all day. Really? Oh, yeah. oh my God. I mean, he's the easier The Titans' <laughs> offense is so ugly. Okay, the Bears' offense was like, it wasn't good last year. <laughs> the Bears' offense got DJ Moore. Yeah, the Bears' offense is going to be better. I, Are we, Eric, Cole Komet has taken his whole show apart. We, we have to finish it on this one right here. Thank you, down on the farm. As a Bears fan, I want no fantasy no, shares Vinny, of Komet. Vinny does prospects. All right, Vinny doesn't do NFL. He trades, he trades sports cards from all different sports. Vinny, so he knows Vinny's football. He's good at knowing what 17-year-olds are going to rack up in AAA and who we should be looking at. In Except Dynasty. he's right here. <laughs> so wait, do you want to make a bet? You're, you're going to get better value on Cole Komet than where he's ranked right now. <laughs> I, I can't believe Cole Komet has took this show over. Like he really did. I, like, I can't like, go, like Hulkamania. I can't style. How low you are on him, <laughs> so, Eric Chig? I'll, I'll take Chig. You take straight up Chig versus uh, Cole Komet. Yeah. Okay. Well, how many games do they have to play? Uh, at least twelve. Is twelve a good number? Sure. Deal. Cool. I, still we, have the, I just the want Komet the show to know that we have bets. <laughs> we have bets on Cole Komet. And Marshall, Terrence oh, Marshall. Oh, like you we're, know we're talking about all the terrible players of the NFL. If I, <laughs> if I am watching NFL Sunday, Scott Hansen's on there. Cole Komet gets a touchdown. Oh, we got a red alert. And then it's like Terrace Marshall with like a 90-yard touchdown. I will block I might you. Sp- I might spontaneously combust. <laughs> I will block your phone number because yeah. I am not dealing with that. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Joe. I, you might have to block me on all social media. <laughs> Oh, I might have to find out your email. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anyone's still watching, this is why you come to Triple A Fantasy. So you can hear us really go into Cole Komet, Terrace Marshall. We have the a- uh, the NFC West next episode. Who knows what random player we're going to pick to argue about, but I can't wait. Probably Ross Van Jefferson. I'm, I'm, I'm calling Michael Ross Dwelly right now. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, pace your bets now. Who's the player going to be? 
Hey, Jordan Mason, baby. We're team Jordan Mason. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> what we argue about. But uh, I appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you, David, for, for guesting. Um, we'll have to get you on a couple more times before the baby's of here. Course. And then once you're sleep deprived, um, your takes will be even better. We'll get that Greg, Greg Dorch bet going <laughs> again. Um, but thank you all. Thank you all for tuning in. The comments were great. This was a lot of fun. I can't w- wait for, what, five, six? We'll go six months from now where I can win that Cole Komet bet. That was the easiest bet I've ever made in my life. Thank you so much, Doc. (laughs) But thank you, Joe. Thank you, David. Thank you all out there. Make sure you go ahead, hit that subscribe, like button. I promise you um, it is worth it, even if we're just arguing about Cole Komet. (laughs) The the guys put out a lot of great content. We got baseball. We got basketball. Obviously, we got the football coming as well. So thank you all. Have a great night and uh, be safe out there.